I do want to talk a little bit about Minnesota. There was a decision this morning. Uh, the prosecutors have said that they will charge the former police officer, Kim Potter. Uh, she uh, fired the shot, and uh, as we know now, she yelled out, Taser, 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 and then she shot uh she shot uh, do, do, uh, Dante Wright, and uh, and she said, expletive, I shot him. And, and it was clear that she thought, to me it was clear, that she thought that um, she had a taser. Now, there's been a lot of debate about how can, yes, the taser is yellow, but the actual feel of the taser uh, is pretty much the same. Yes, it's on the other, I get all that. But I don't, I, I don't believe after watching that video numerous times, knowing that there were probably 10 different cameras, that Officer Potter, former Officer Potter, decided at this point that this guy who had a warrant for his arrest and was trying to jump back into his car, that she just wanted to kill him. But she has been charged with... Uh, Second degree, she or she will be. I don't know if it's happened yet. But it's been announced that she's going to be charged with second degree manslaughter. So I went into the Minnesota statutes. And it has a lot to do with shooting uh, at, at animals. It's kind of an odd. It's, it's a very difficult statute to understand. But it's not a it's not a statute to mess around with because it's it's punishable by ten years in, in prison and a twenty thousand dollar fine or both. But I my sense is this is the, the statute that they're applying, and it says um, that the person culpable uh, by the person's culpable negligence, whereby the person creates an unreasonable risk and consciously consciously takes chances of causing death or great bodily harm to another consciously uh, I, I i look I, this is a horrible situation it, it is a heartbreaking situation and dante wright should not be dead he should not have been killed and um but but i i i'm just having a hard time understanding and again, you say, well, if she's not charged, and I'm, there could be a negligence, yes. I don't see negligence uh, in this particular statute from the standby culpable negligence by where the, the, they create an unreasonable risk and cons consciously takes chances. Consciously takes chances. To me, that's somebody that's messing around with a gun, you know, they're not trying to, you know, they're throwing the gun around. I always thought that that's what manslaughter was. Look, I didn't mean to kill him, but the gun was loaded. I threw it to him, and it went off, and it killed somebody else. Um, but, uh, but this officer, uh, this former officer, Kim Potter, has now been charged. And, and, um, and, and it's concerning to me as a law enforcement administrator. And it's not to take away. And I know that I've heard plenty of people say that uh, Officer Potter, you know, this was not an accident, that this was just straight up, you know, murder. And, and no, I disagree with that. 
You know, this is a it's a it's a it's a it's a very difficult business. There's no question about it. But but there is also that you make mistakes in every unfortunately in law enforcement some of them can be deadly. Now there's this congresswoman Talib um you know and she's an expert. She's an expert on law enforcement. Uh, but she's also as foolish as you can be, uh, because this is what she said yesterday. It wasn't an accident. Yes, uh, Officer Potter decided at that point when there are 25 cameras rolling that she was going to kill Dante Wright in front of all those cameras because she's just lost her mind and she's a sociopath. Uh, but she said it wasn't an accident. Policing in our country is inherently and intentionally racist. Dante Wright was met with aggression and violence. I am done with those who condone government-funded murder. Here's the best part of it, though. No more policing, incarceration, and militarization. It can't be reformed. You know, I, I laugh at some of this. But remember, this is a congresswoman, and, and because of some of these outrageous statements she makes, she gets quite a bit of coverage. And I'm sure there's plenty of people on the left right now saying, hey, shut up. Stop talking. Can you imagine in a, in a community like Albuquerque where tomorrow we just said, you know what? No more cops. Let's just do away with cops. We don't need cops anymore. Oh, and jails? No more jails. That, that, let's, this is just unvarnished insanity to make these comments. And it pisses me off because, again, I don't, I, I, look, it's always hard to be in somebody's heart. But I listened to that tape and I watched it. And I thought Officer Parter, when, the, when she stopped him, I think she was more shocked than anybody else. I don't know how she confused the fact that she didn't have her taser. But she's yelling, taser, taser, taser. And then she what thinks she deploys it and yells out, oh, yeah, I shot him. And you can tell right at that point, she knew that she made a horrible mistake. And the other problem I have with this is when you hear these comments, and, and that's not to say that she shouldn't be held accountable for her mistake. And I don't know what, 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 what is right. She's quit. She made the right decision there. But who the hell wants to be a cop now? Who wants to be a cop? city of albuquerque you're a sergeant doing your job trying to protect some protester you know and 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 the brass wants the guy arrested because they don't like what he stands for or at least what they thought he stood for you know and the sergeant gets his gun and badge taken away from him relieved of duty and then the chief after he realizes he screwed up rushes real quick to to give him his gun and badge back because everybody on the department was in an uproar because the guy did his job. Who the hell wants to do this job? It's really, really sad. Let's get right to it. Ron, you're on News Radio KKOB. Welcome to the show, Ron. Hey, thank you for taking my call. 
Um, so a while back I called you on a question, and it was, what do you think about that qualified immunity? Um, and, you know, I hear that everybody's not behind this uh, state-sponsored uh, murder, and that's got you know, going to be what we call it. I don't think anything's that simple. Um, you know, we've had a few incidents. We had one incident here in New Mexico where a known uh, cartel drug dealer gets pulled over and, you know, the police officer is just investigating uh, some tint that's, you know, not supposed to be there. And uh, he ends up losing his life. And so, it's not that simple, in my opinion, anyway. Uh, people want to say things are racist or, you know, the, the, system, the systemic nature of the racism is what we've got to uh, combat. Um, it would seem, if your argument is to not support, you know, uh, state murder, then qualified immunity is... Uh, is a hindrance, right? Because you can't go after the person that is, you know, committing this crime because he's got this blanket of coverage over him. Um, I'm just, I'm just wondering what, what is the solution, right? If you're not behind the getting rid of qualified immunity, then, then what is the solution? A lot, well, uh, as it is and as it's been in a, for a very long time, Ron, is that we need to have training. There is racism in law enforcement, and that needs to be rooted out, and it needs to be removed. Uh, and so, um, you know, I will disagree uh, with Congresswoman Tlaib that it's inherent. And, and basically, she, um, and again, this works probably for her base. Um, I'd like to know what her base thinks in Detroit about uh, shutting down the police department at <laughs> I'd really like to know what they think about that ridiculous comment. But, um, you know, it, there is racism in law enforcement. And anybody that works in law enforcement will tell you that. And so if there is a, if you have uh, elements of racism in your agency, you need to do everything you can to identify those folks and get rid of them. That's easier said than done. Now, the, the, the hiring process, our recruiting process, oh, my God, it, it, is, it is very, very comprehensive. It is very intense. But as we all know with anything, it's not perfect. And when the other thing that we have to do is we have to ensure that first-line supervisors have the tools and the training that they need to be able to supervise uh, their officers uh, a lot better. And I, and I will tell you one thing, and this is a, I'll get some criticism for this. I don't believe sergeants should be part of the union. I only believe that officers should be part of the union because it, it just makes it, it, it – sorry for the little sidebar here, but I just think that, you know, have the officers in – any supervisor shouldn't be part of the union. That, that, that to me is a little bit of a, of a conflict. Anyway – Getting back to it, you know, we have to have training. Uh, we have to continue to ensure that agencies are keeping up with the technology. Obviously, a lot of what we're seeing, and, and you heard me say that, we're seeing is because agencies are now transitioning uh, to body cameras. 
And that's another reason why I say it's, uh, you know, that to make a comment that, um, you know, Officer Potter just decided to shoot and kill uh, Dante Wright, you know, with all those cameras rolling in front of all these officers and in front of the world to see, it just doesn't make any sense to me. And then hearing what she said, and don't get me wrong, she must be held accountable for it. She made a mistake, and she made a deadly mistake. And so there should be consequences for that. But for people to run around, I think it's irresponsible. Uh, Again, you know, these are the same people that say due process, that people, you know, let there be an investigation. Well, well, that we should do that. Uh, but but again, what I see is, uh, and, and again, my own opinion, my own take on this. I see a woman that made a very a, a female officer, uh, an officer. It doesn't matter. She made a, a she made a lethal error. And, and 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 there should be consequences for that. You know, do I think that she should she should spend ten years in prison? No, I don't. And what is that? What does that mean? I don't know. Uh, but but we have to have, uh, again, what did I say about Chauvin? I want that man to go to prison. He murdered George Floyd. He knew exactly what the hell he was doing. And there's a difference. And we have to recognize that that every case is different. That that Chauvin, look, he is the reason why law enforcement does get a bad name. I think Potter made a very, very horrible and awful mistake. I don't know why. It's a legitimate question. Why did she not know that she didn't have a taser? I, I don't know, but I don't think that she for a second thought oh god here's my opportunity i can just shoot somebody in living color for everyone to see and i'll get away with it i i I can't i can't accept that and i think by her immediate reaction she knew she screwed up she just didn't know how bad and, and until of course we found out that uh dante wright passed away so the phone lines are open we'll take your calls I I guess part of it is, do you see this as almost like, why would anybody even want to be a police officer anymore? Uh, It's tough. It is. It's been now announced that uh, former Officer Potter Potter will be charged with second-degree manslaughter, and it carries a maximum penalty of 10 years. One of the things about it, it does say that the circumstances uh, where a person is suspected of causing the death by culpable negligence that creates an unreasonable risk or consciously takes chances to cause the death of a person. Let's get back to the calls. Ernest, you're on News Radio KKOB. Welcome, Ernest. Yes. My, my comment was that uh, all of these cases seem to have one thing in common, and that's that the uh, perpetrators uh, don't show respect for the police, don't follow their instructions. My uh, Stepdad, he, he t- gave me the talk when I was young, and he said, you know, if you have an interaction with the police, show respect, cooperate, and if you think you were uh, not treated correctly, then you make a complaint later when or uh, you go to court over it. You don't uh, fight with the cop because you might end up dead. So 
You know, it's, that, it's not on the police. It's on the people that they're, uh, you know, this guy, he had warrants, open warrants. He uh, wasn't cooperating. Uh, after they found out he had the open warrants, he got back in his car. He was out of his car and then tried to take off. And, yeah, yeah. it was a mistake to shoot the wrong you shoot the wrong thing. You can't say it wasn't, but it was, I don't think it was criminal. Now, they'll say, well, he shouldn't have died over a expired tag or a uh, air freshener hanging from his mirror. You know, that's not what he died for. What he died for was because he tried to run from police after they stopped him and, and were trying to uh, deal with him. Yeah. I, Ernest, I, I, and I appreciate the call. I don't disagree with what you're saying from the standpoint, obviously, um, you know, he was about to be handcuffed and he decided he was going to try to make a run for it. Uh, but that doesn't, that doesn't elevate the, the, the situation to where the person should be shot. Everybody agrees with that. The, the situation, though, is he would not be dead um, had the officer not made this mistake. And, and I think that will be a big part of it. Uh, listen, I think the Chauvin case... Chauvin is going to get, he's going to be found guilty. I don't think there's any question about that. It, it, I think it's more of a matter of what, what charge he's found guilty of. Uh, this one's going to be tough because you're going to ask a jury, to, this police officer in jail, you know, for a very, very long time uh, for what potentially could be a mistake. And, and the, uh, the DA has not released the specifics in the complaint. Um, he made, they, they asked him what specifically, you know, why he thinks this rises, uh, to the level. And, and he just basically said, well, wait till the complaint comes out. And, um, you remember Potter shot shouts, I'll tase you, I'll tase you taser, taser, taser. And then she fires a single shot. And, and, and I will tell you it, as being a police officer, that single shot also leads me to believe that it's a taser as well that she thinks that she has. We don't shoot people. We don't teach officers to use their weapon in single round bursts. They're actually taught to do two round bursts. The taser is a single round. That leads me to believe she really did think that it was a taser. And, and it's not, please do not, this is horrible. It's a horrible situation, but I think it's a clear-cut of, a, example of she made a very deadly mistake, a very deadly mistake. And the question is, should she go to jail for it? Should she go to prison for it? She's going to suffer consequences, trust me, but should she go to prison for it? And, and I just don't, I can't answer that. I, I don't know. I don't know what the right punishment is for it, but I don't think that I personally don't think uh, unlike Chauvin who they can put him in prison and I don't care how long they put him in prison for. I think this is a different set of circumstances and every case has to be weighed individually. But as I said, when I look at the specifics of this case and I hear her yell out, I'll tase you. I'll tase you, taser, taser, taser. And then she shoots one shot, which to me is consistent with how you deploy a taser. And, but again, 
not to under not to try to to minimize what happened it's horrible this young man did not deserve to die simply because he didn't comply with police man that happens all the time if we shot everybody that didn't comply or didn't you know they they were rude or whatever you have to be tougher than that you have to be tougher in the business than that francis you're on news radio kkob welcome francis hi darren hello been a long time since I've talked to you since my 7-Eleven days. My okay. concern with what my concern with what was going on, you can tell that she didn't realize that she had pulled her taser, that she had pulled her pistol. The right. thing is, is that doesn't the training tell you that you're supposed to step back before you pull any of those weapons? Well, um, you mean from the standpoint of, like, fine cover? Um, you know, because if you look no. at the situation... Go, go ahead. Tell me what you mean by that. No, what I mean is that she's in the middle of a scuffle with two other officers and the perpetrator, okay? Uh-huh. And she, she threatened the taser. And you can tell, like you have said, that she meant to pull her taser because she didn't realize... All of a sudden, she realized she shot him, and she didn't mean to shoot him. But it was just the standpoint that she's pulling a weapon, whether or not it's a taser or... There's a chance that you might have gotten one of your fellow officers in the process, whether it was the taser or the firearm. Yeah. And, and Francis, I, I appreciate the call. And here's what I can tell you. Um, th- this is not, um, in the grand scheme of things, this is uh, obviously officers, you have somebody that's trying to, they're trying to handcuff him and he decides he's going to resist and try to drive away. It can be a very, very dangerous situation. Obviously he gets in and throws that thing in park. He's got police officers right next to him. They could get run over. They could get hurt. Uh, but we always have to be careful about, um, in this very, you know, the old Monday morning quarterbacking, uh, we're not there. Uh, it is definitely a situation uh, where she had a right to tase him. He uh, is resisting arrest. He is about to take off in a car where he can hurt them, uh, the other officers, and especially her. She's leaning into it. Um, and so I don't see a problem with using the taser. The question is, you're right. I, I you. And it is a question, I'm sure, that she will live with for the rest of her life and she will struggle with for the rest of her life is how did I not know that I was holding my Glock and not my my taser? And, you know, when you get into those scraps, I can tell you I've been in plenty of them. When you get in a scrap, you kind of get tunnel vision. Um, because look, they, she does not know what he's going to do. I think she probably thought he was going to try to start the car and take off. That could have been deadly, but, but shooting that person at that time, uh, no, that it wasn't justified using the taser. I wouldn't have had any problem with it because he's actively resisting arrest. He's trying to evade arrest by using his automobile to get away. Um, and that could have been very dangerous. But, um, yeah, I just, I, I, it, you know, I, I scratch my head. I know there are a lot of people that are saying, how did she not know? 
but but I don't think that she did. Brian, you're on News Radio KKLB. Welcome, Brian. Hey, good afternoon, Darren. Hello. I think she just got confused. I mean, some simple analogies. I mean, how many times? So if my wife does this. She'll point left and tell me to turn right. I mean, she's done that several times. Yeah. I've played football with guys that were pretty good in practice, but you got them in a tense game situation, and they couldn't remember their assignments. They couldn't remember the count. They would just get all nervous and flustered and shaken up. And my question for you is, in your long law enforcement career, how many incompetent officers do you think you encountered along the way? Oh, like, you know, I... A person that was like, oh, my God, why is this person carrying a badge? Like, that level of incompetence. Yeah, and 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 I don't have I can't say a number, Brian, but I definitely know that they existed. And and you remember before when I was saying that uh, there's a lot of puts a lot of responsibility on first line supervisors, the sergeants. That's their job. They're supposed to be watching and monitoring the progression of young officers, uh, or, or any officer. And you're supposed to be looking some of those early warning signs, like that an officer, you know, may not is not getting it, or that they're a little heavy-handed, um, or that um, again, you know, uh, somebody said to me, "Well, this guy resisted." And uh, look, we are taught in law enforcement, and and I can't say the phrase because it uh, it uses a dirty word, uh, but it's very very common, and, and it says that you know we have to take some crap, okay? You have to take crap uh, because it's right. part of the job. Um, and, and, you know, and you, and if you can't, then you don't need to be in the business because if you're Another offended by, go ahead. Yeah. Have you ever shared with your audience? Have you ever discharged your weapon in your line of duty as a law enforcement Never. officer? Never did, Brian. Never. Proud to Glad say to that. Glad to hear it. Proud to say Glad it to too. It. But I can tell Are you, you good... <laughs> but I can tell you that, um, you know, I worked in some, I, I worked in some rough places, Brian. I, 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 you know, I worked in the fifth ward in Houston and it was dangerous. Um, you know, and I, I and I worked in the Southeast Heights, uh, of Albuquerque and it's dangerous, uh, even 30 years ago. Uh, and did I pull my weapon? Oh yeah. I pulled my weapon a lot. Um, you know, I, I, I had a situation where I did it. Uh, I, I was actually at a checkpoint. Uh, it was a DWI checkpoint, and I walked up to the side of the car uh, on the passenger side, and as I looked in, uh, I saw the guy in the back seat trying to, uh, to I, you know, all I saw was a forty-five, and it was in his hand. I learned afterwards he was trying to stuff it under a seat, um, but it was in his hand, and I could have easily, uh, at that particular point, um, you know, I I, I I didn't, and I'm glad that I didn't, uh, you know, because I, I'm like any, I didn't want to take somebody's life, uh, but I sure as hell was willing to protect myself if I had to, uh, And uh, but I've been in enough situations. I can tell you, Brian, I've been in so many situations where as much training, and I thought I was pretty level-headed, uh, and when it did turn to crap, you got that tunnel vision, you, you, you know, you had to get really work yourself uh, to stay composed, um, I've been in plenty of instances where uh, it was hairy and, um, you know, and as I said, it's easy for us to sit here and talk about it. But when it's going down like that, 
mistakes can happen. And in this business, as I said, some of those mistakes can be deadly. Um, and, and I just tell you with everything that I see, uh, and, and if I'm wrong, I'm wrong, but, but I, I don't think that this officer uh, meant to shoot and kill uh, Mr. Wright. I don't think that she did. I think it was a mistake uh, by what I've seen. I'm going to tase you, I'm going to tase you, taser, 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 and then shooting one round like we do with the taser. Uh, it, it's what I'm left with. And, you know, I, but, you know, does she have to be held accountable? Yes. Should she go to prison? I don't know. I, I, I don't think so. Edward, you're on News Radio KKOB. Welcome to the show. Hi, how are you doing today? I'm okay. good. How about yourself? With, with the cops now today, isn't, aren't there tasers between yellow or green? And between your service weapon and a taser, they weigh differently. Mm-hmm. No and, question. They do. Yeah. And one of them's and one of them's very yellow. The taser's yellow. Yeah. And that's why that's why I understand. If she couldn't tell the difference the weights between them two before she shot, she should not be in law enforcement. But I don't think she should be I don't think she should spend her whole entire life in prison. But she needs to pay some type of restitution. And I know why she did her did her thing that she wanted to quit because if not they're going to take her retirement from her mm -hmm. isn't that yeah that's so? that's probably that's actually probably true edward because she's she's 26 years and so she probably has her her time uh, yeah but like i said people don't really understand that 99 percent of most blacks and hispanics and some native americans cops do pretty well they hunt them down because me, personally, I'm scared to leave the house at night because last time I got pulled over, the cop already had his hand on his gun already. And I did, mm -hmm. as my mom said, don't move, just wait, keep your hand on the steering wheel. And that's, right. that's the biggest They just got to stop hunting, hunting us down like we're criminals. I know some of the, some blacks, Hispanics are criminals, but 99% of us, or 85% of us, we're not criminals. No. And, and Edward, I... I've said this, and I'm going to continue to say this. When there is a segment of your community that does not have trust and even elevated that to fears your law enforcement service, that is a problem, and that is something that has to be addressed. Law enforcement is supposed to be there for everybody in the community, uh, you know, not just for the wealthy, not for the affluent, not for the white. And so you, you are correct. Uh, and that's why I tell people all the time, look, you, I, how can I sit here and tell you as somebody, I'm not African-American, I'm white. And I, I have never experienced that. I've never been pulled over, uh, you know, at, for, for whatever reason, uh, when I have been pulled over is because I, you know, I was speeding, you know, and, um, you know, so I'm not going to sit here and tell anybody that I know what that's like, because I don't, and that wouldn't even be fair to suggest but but when we have a segment of our community that does not trust law enforcement, we have to do everything in our power as administrators to correct that. Yeah. So true. But thanks for taking my call. Thank you, Edward. I appreciate it. Yeah, because, you know, it's, we're there for everybody. We're there for everybody. And it is an issue. And it's something we have to deal with in this country. There's no question about it. Because when you have a situation like this, 
where you have a situation where it appears to me this woman made a very fatal mistake. You know, you have people like Congresswoman Tlaib saying it's not an accident. You know, uh, he was he was basically this was he was just murdered. And, and I don't I don't agree with that at all. Uh, but I don't agree with much of what she says. So uh, and if she'd like, you know what, you're in charge up there, Congresswoman Tlaib. I say get the chief and get the mayor of Detroit to shut the police department down tonight and close the jail and let everyone out. And then you be held responsible for it when it turns to hell. I, I really but just do it. Call them today and say, I don't believe there should be any more policing and any more jails. Let them all out. Send the cops home. Oh, yeah, see how that works out for you. Jack, you're on News Radio KKLB. Welcome to the show. Hey, I didn't know you worked in the Fifth Ward. That's the most dangerous place in Texas. It, it be at time. There's no kidding, Jack. No kidding. Uh, I had a roommate before I got married. It's been uh, almost 30 years ago, 25 years ago, he was murdered uh, by three black guys. He was delivering a half a pound of marijuana. Somewhere near downtown, I don't think it was in the Fifth Ward, but it was near downtown Houston, and they beat him to death. They they used a club on him and beat him to death over half a pound of marijuana, three black guys. Uh-huh. So it kind of, trust is a two-way street. We had a state trooper murdered last week. He's walking up to a, a car with illegal tinted windows. When the windows are so dark you can't see in there, that's a hazard to, to everybody. It's a hazard to any police officer. I'd have my gun out in my hand walking up to a car with the windows down. They could shoot you through the glass. You'd never even see the weapon. Oh, yeah. But uh, it's a two-way street. And I, yeah. I'm, I'm not saying that it's, it's an earned thing that the police are afraid of different races, black people in general. Uh, but, but trust is a two-way street. That lady... That 26-year-old veteran doesn't belong charged. It's going to make it so difficult to recruit officers all across the country. Who wants to risk everything they own in a civil lawsuit? All the money they made as an officer in their retirement be gone. They could do time in prison for an accident. And, And the only thing she has in common with Derek Chauvin is both those guys were resisting arrest as hard as physically possible. And when a person resists arrest, horrible things can happen, and they sometimes do, like in both these cases. Now, they always say that black people have to give their kids a talk. Well, my dad gave me the same talk. If you get pulled over, yes, sir, no, sir, you keep your hands on the wheel, you don't make any fast moves, and you work it out in court. If you want to fight the ticket, fight the ticket. If they want to arrest you, get in the car and have a pleasant yeah. conversation, go to jail, get your yep. attorney. You know, white people get the same talk when they're kids as black people do. That's that's just horse manure yeah. that comes around and goes around. But when Jack, you say I, you I, I got a, a, a Jack, yeah, I got a heartbreak yeah. come up, I got to run. I, I, I have to run. Uh, let me just say before we go to break, though, that resisting arrest, uh, uh, you know, again, it happens every day in law enforcement. It does. And, and there and there are differences in the Chauvin case and, and this particular case. There are. Uh, but just because somebody resists arrest, it doesn't mean they die. And, and we've got to get out of that mentality. We can say, well, if he didn't, yeah, that's true. But but. In law enforcement, we know as officers, 
Look, anything can happen. And it does. Mike, you're on News Radio KKOB. Welcome to the show. Well, thank you, Darren, for taking my call. Let me give you a couple of, of um, examples of role reversal and see what your opinion is on them. Say the young man that got killed by accident, um, he was afraid for his life uh, because he was trying to, to get back in the car. He takes off, he runs over the officer that shot him. She dies. Should he serve time? He gets yes. charged for manslaughter. Should he serve time? Why would, it even, why would it even be manslaughter if he jumps back in the car to resist arrest, knowing that she's in the car trying to subdue him, then he's taking he, an, an action he, that, that, that's going to yeah. cause somebody to die. Kind of like she did? No, he didn't, Mike. He didn't mean to. He just was trying to get away. That's what he was doing. So you're saying and, and that, that would be all right that he that he gets charged with, with uh, uh, no, Mike. Because Mike, 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 don't don't try to do that because that's not right. If he gets in that car, and he knows that if he puts that car in gear and she's hanging on to him and drags him underneath the car, well, he knew that was going to happen, and uh, and uh, and it was his intention to drive away. And uh, to harm her, he he was trying to get away to to because he was afraid for his life. A difference. No, he wasn't, Mike. No, Mike, Mike, Mike. He wasn't afraid for his life. No, no, Mike. At that point, he's trying to get away. Mike, he's trying to get away. He doesn't want to be arrested. He's not afraid for his life. He was trying to escape, Mike. Look, I've already said he didn't deserve to die, but don't make him into something he's not. Oh, he was a, you don't know. He was doing what a lot of people do. We say he, he they, we call that he, 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 he ran. Be, you can see it. You can almost feel it when you're arresting somebody. They, they have that little spot where they, they're apprehensive. Now, you could also argue that the, the person who was handcuffing him you know, didn't do a very good job of keeping, his, keeping hands on him and keeping him from getting inside of that car. The minute he started resisting, he should have thrown him down to the ground because getting him, letting him get into that car, it has now become a very dangerous situation. And that's why I said, Officer Potter, she was in her right to tase him. Absolutely. Not shoot him. But it was a very, very dangerous situation. But don't give me this, oh, he was afraid for his life, so he was running. Nonsense. He had a warrant for his arrest. He knew it, and he was running. And he was doing what a lot of people who are wanted do. He's trying to get away. And I'm sorry if, if he had done that and run over Officer Potter and killed her. Yeah, he should have been charged with first-degree murder. Yeah, but don't don't do that. That's not fair. And what I'm simply saying, nobody's excusing what happened. I am not excusing. What I'm saying is we are getting to the point where we are trying to make a comparison to Chauvin who murdered who murdered George Floyd. He murdered him. I don't believe this woman decided at when when 
when uh, Mr. Wright decided to, to, to flee and get away and abscond, oh, I know what I'll do. I'll yell taser, but I'll shoot and kill him. No, I don't believe that that was the case. And that's not excusing what she did because you can't. But that's, the, that's where we are now, and that's what's making it difficult. And as I said, and it's going to make it very difficult to recruit people to become police officers. We're not perfect. We're not perfect. We're not perfect. Officers make mistakes. And sometimes they have deadly consequences. And each one of those cases has to be evaluated individually. And again, she's going to be charged with second-degree manslaughter. It's murder. And, you know, the jury will decide. But don't don't do that. That's not fair. You know, I, you know, if he made a mistake by driving away and killed the officer, it's not a mistake. He's fleeing, and that's what he was trying to do. He was trying to get away. That still doesn't mean he deserved to die for it. 